Hola, mi gente. Como se va? Welcome to the newest installment of the Minorities Report. As always, I am your head minority in charge, Gus. Along with me, as usual, is my biracial consigliere, Jay Shell. How's it going, everybody? And with us is one of our favorite boomer, the only boomer we tolerate, mm-hmm. Mr. Han. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. What, did, what, 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 what is that? <laughs> that was random as yeah, it fuck, was. dude. It was an answer to Jay Shell. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, the whole dodgeball thing. I was like, for a second, I was like, wait, what? You could have just said, hello, Mr. Veach. <laughs> <laughs> I also could have said, well, hello, Mr. Spicoli. Yeah. No. <laughs> he's a bit confused, but he's got the he's, spirit. Oh, yeah. I, I read it once. In a, in, a book. Book. in a book. <laughs> so, Jay, what's yeah. up, man? Anything going on this week? I like to break a mental sweat. <laughs> anything anything personally you got going on? Uh, not a whole lot, actually, you know. Uh, what was it? Um, oh, by the way, I've been married twice. I always break a mental sweat. <laughs> it breaks me out in hives. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> nice segue. <Yeah. laughs> but no, man, like not a whole lot in everything. Um, but uh, what was it? You said butter. Yeah, like butter. Yeah. But uh, you know, you know who's <laughs> you know you know who's uh, having a busy day. Uh, you know, uh, good old Hyde from uh, that '70s show. Oh, we're gonna jump right into Danny Masterson, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to put him on blast like that. Wait, well, yeah, I mean, like several people, you know, have done it and everything. Yeah, so. but before you get to him, I thought you were gonna talk about your favorite person in the universe. No, that's uh, another uh, another episode that we're gonna no. see. Oh, goddamn! I'm it. talking about Jimmy Fallon, dude. Well, wait What's a minute, in we, the news. We gotta talk about the news. Yeah, but we have like two big news things. And uh, everything. We have three new big news things. I got something yeah. to tell you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love it. Oh shit! All right, go ahead. But yeah, we no, got this. we got time. We ain't going. I ain't going nowhere. Alrighty, but uh, what was it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Richard Gear and Officer. And okay, gentlemen. now you just threw me off my game and everything. <laughs> I got nowhere else is, to go. This is why we should talk about this before we start recording and everything. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's your excuse for everything. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but no, like you know, so the big news story is um, Danny Masterson, best known as Hyde from uh, that seventy show. Um, has been sentenced to 30 years to life in prison uh, for the rape of uh, two women. So you're saying that he can't hide no more? Yeah. Uh. I think it's ironic that, you know, one of the scenes, one of the uh, well-known scenes from the show was, you know, him like in a, what was it, that job interview with the burger place? Yeah. And Danny oh, Bonaduce. Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, Danny Bonaduce was the manager interviewing him. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years? Prison. Yeah. He ain't wrong. Well, it <laughs> took a little bit more than five years. But. He, was, right. uh, he was voted most likely to serve 30 to life. So. Well, you know what's funny is that throughout the entire show was that they kept saying, like, yeah, Hyde's going to prison. He's going to end up in prison. And, like, yeah. remember that one episode yeah. where it was basically like, it's a wonderful life. Um, you know, Hyde did end up in prison. Wait, he got 30 years? Yep. And he's 47 now. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. Dead. Yeah. He's so dead. as you know, like, you know, these, um, the charges started like a couple of years ago mm. um, when his uh, two victims came out. And that's actually why he was no longer on the ranch. Yeah. They, they uh, replaced him with Dax Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, that's what you do. Well, yeah, just get like one guy that was relevant from the 2000s, switch him into another one Duh. and everything. Like they have him in like an ice and whatnot. <laughs> see, but Dak Shepard don't work because his wife is so famous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, can you believe Are it? you kidding? Nah. You didn't see Chips? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you were the guy? You're right. That wasn't work. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, and honestly, like uh, the whole story has um, exposed Masterson for me in a piece of shit, wow. you know. And I mean, like the first red flag was him being a Scientologist, and honestly, that I think that's how like he was able to get away with it for so long. Wait, like, 
He was a Scientologist? Yeah. It's so weird to hear that. I know. Anyway. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> oh, literal pan. Oh, wait a minute. You were being sarcastic. <laughs> but no. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, um, he gets definitely gets what he deserves and everything Absolutely. for um, for the for the hell that he put these uh, two women in. Well, the thing is, before he was convicted, because mm-hmm. um, I know I heard something about this week, mm-hmm. some of the cast of that '70s shows were sending him letters of support. Two of them in particular yeah. were probably the two most famous that came out of that show. Mm-hmm. Ashton, Ashton, and Ashton, Mila. Ashton Kutcher mm-hmm. and Mila Kunis. Yeah. Which, by the way, is kind of creepy, too, that he ended up marrying her. I'll explain that in a second. Absolutely. But they've also forwarded I, an apology. Yeah. They, they say, well, we apologize because, you know, when they once they found out the whole story, they're like, oh, shit, we're back the wrong horse. Yeah, yeah, So they did yeah. the whole backpedal thing. Wait, uh, you know what's the fucked up part is that Ashton Kutcher, of all people, trying to... Uh, write a letter of like you know trying to like yeah. uh, paint uh, masters in a good light, considering that he does humanitarian work to fight against human trafficking. Bro, right, he, he has yeah. one of the biggest foundations to f- combat human trafficking. So, and uh, he and like you know with human trafficking, you know there's always rape involved in everything. Yeah. And here he is going to bat for a rapist. Like okay, like you know they you know they go way back, they work together and whatnot. But yeah. if somebody you know commits something as heinous as that. That's when you well, back away. E- even if we're accused of it, back yeah. off until you hear everything. Yeah, right. You know, don't. Oh, I don't believe a word they're saying. Here's all the proof. Uh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> when you do the whole like Homer in the bushes. Like, yeah. you know, I've been around a while, and mm-hmm. I can't tell you the number of times that I've said, "Oh, that can't be right." Yeah. And then six months later, I'm like. Son, mm-hmm. son of a bitch. Meanwhile, <laughs> well, well, he said. Well, like Kutcher wrote in the letter, I do not believe he is an ongoing harm to society. I'm like, bro, he raped two women. Ooh, yeah, I would say what? that's ongoing. See, the thing is, what he doesn't understand is that if he were to get away with it, oh, I don't think he's an ongoing threat. Yeah. If he gets away with it once, guess what he's going to do? Right. He's going to try it again. And with yeah, him, and he's being backed by an organization that yeah. pretty much uh, you know, condones has, it, condones it Dude, covers it okay, up. They held auditions for Tom Cruise's next wife yeah. after Katie, uh, Katie Holmes, Holmes left him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were auditioning. Laurie Prepon was going to be one of them. And he was like, she was like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's the messed up part is not not only did uh, Ashton Kutcher win up for bad for him, but right. also Kitty and Red. I'm like, God oh, damn it! God. Why did you two have to turn heel? Well, because they remember him, he was a sweet young man. That see, just like Dahmer, yeah, and and Bundy. I think even his brothers backing away from him. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the his one brother, from dude from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he played did, the oldest brother in, any, in the middle. Is anybody staying in uh, Brock Turner's old cell? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I hear Jeffrey Epstein's cell is open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. No, uh, <laughs> too real. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. People no. were cracking that joke the day uh, after. I don't think so my point about mm-hmm. Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I mean, he's funny, does whatever. Yeah. He he you know, he never intended to become a model. He became a model by accident. Right. Yeah. 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 But anyway, yeah, that's that's how disgustingly good looking some people are. Oh, I just I didn't be, try to become a model. They just wanted me to be one. Shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. That's right. that's kind of what happened to my brother. <laughs> yeah, well, he fuck him too. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Um yeah, but his brother is a, a great I'll fox. I'll ask, but I don't think you're his type. Mm-hmm. His, his brother's a gray fox, but anyway. Yeah. Or silver fox. That's right, what they right. call him. Silver fox. Gray fox is a metal gear solid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Grady and uh Fred together. I believe right. the term you're looking for mm-hmm. is zaddy. Oh, lemon party. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I was saying about Ashton Kutcher was 
that it's kind of creepy because if you know the backstory, Mila Kunis lied about her age when she got cast on that 70s show. Mm -hmm. They wanted actors that were 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And she said she was. Long story short, she was 14, mm -hmm. 15 when she started on that 70s show. Yeah, yeah she so lied the, about her age. Yeah, yeah so yeah. the fact that Ashton Kutcher, who was already an adult, mm -hmm. met teenage Mila Kunis and then ends up marrying her later on, kind of creepy. And not only that, they've also had kissing scenes together as yeah. well. Well, that, and I'm just going to say creepy, maybe yeah. predictable. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, my, my thing is, is that people talk about the whole grooming thing. Yeah. I mean, technically that kind of is because yeah. it, it's like if you met a friend's daughter when she was like 12, 13 years old and you're in your early 20s mm. and yeah. then fast forward, you start dating her when she turns 19. But that's kind of, you know, Gus Hollywood's the been the number one grooming machine for. Oh, no, absolutely. Dude, one, Jerry so. Lee Lewis married his 13 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jerry, uh, yeah. uh, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, you know, was in a relationship with seventeen, seventeen-year-old. Yeah, she showed a low But yeah, but now looking back on it, the whole that the whole behind-the-scenes things of that '70s show is just now so fucking cursed yep. and shady because Wilma Valderrama has a long history oh, God, of dating teenagers. We're talking, yeah, dude. He's he's yeah. worse than my fucking Lee DiCaprio. Yeah, Lee, uh, let's see, like a Lindsay Lohan, yep. Mandy Moore when she was fifteen, yep. uh, Demi Lovato. Like, he, yeah, her also, song Twenty Nine was about that relationship. Uh, yeah, Demi Lovato. Yeah. yeah, she he started grooming her when yeah. she was a teenager. Uh, there was one recently that kind of was weird too. Billie Eilish, believe it or not, mm -hmm. she started dating a dude that she knew when she was like fifteen years old. Mm -hmm. Some guy. He's also a singer. I don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah, but he was like thirty one when they met. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, sorry. He was in his late 20s when they met. And she was like 15. Mm -hmm. Now she's 21 and he's in his 30s and they're dating. Yeah. Really? It's kind of fucking, yeah. yeah. I thought she was just 17. Oh, gross. Oh, Lord. No, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. But real but, quick, I wanted to, oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was about to say, go. but, um, but um, you know, after learning all about this and, and everything, remember when like people used to give um, Topher Grace shit? For being um, very like a square, not not just square, but like distant from the cast and everything. Well, now we know why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they said like, you know, how could he uh, bail on them? Like, you know, before the show is over and everything. Right. It was, and now he's like, you know, he's pretty. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, you know, doing that whole meme from uh, iCarly, like yeah. drinking the soda in front of the uh, laptop, saying, "Interesting." Well, be yeah, no, go ahead. yeah, because like you know, he he probably knew that they were all messed up. You know, yeah. he wanted to distance himself away from that. Yeah. And his wife actually... Um, I saw that. I'm yeah, looking she, at it right now. Yeah, I was about to quote it. Yeah, his wife Ashley shared yeah. a... Um, an Instagram IG story, story yeah. showing the support for the survivors of sexual assault. Yeah. And honestly, you know, like good on her for doing that. And also, you knew, you could tell that it was the uh, shade thrown at like the rest of the cast trying oh, yeah. to like defend Masterson. Well, you know? but then they probably were bashing her husband while doing it. That's why when I, a, oh, totally. I think one of the yeah. toughest things about mm -hmm. about sexual assault survivors is. Mm -hmm. You know, the first and foremost thing you have to do is you have to believe someone if they come forward because it's extraordinarily difficult yeah. to come forward. Mm -hmm. But if you know the, if you think you know the perpetrator and it's just this mind fuck for you, mm -hmm. then that makes it really difficult. But you just have to put that aside. Right. So. Ashton and Mila are gonna suffer for their yeah. oh yeah. I mean, they ain't gonna be hurt for money, but yeah, yeah. no. But well, no, this it. definitely yeah. this definitely hurts their brand. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. yeah. His his wife posted something that said, "I see you," mm -hmm. and then she goes to say to every rape victim that is 
that is re-traumatized by witnessing society debate and focus their attention on what is going to happen to the rapist, mm -hmm. I see you. Yeah. That's what she wrote. Mm -hmm. Because everybody's always, oh, when he gets to prison this, when he gets to prison that, what's going to happen to his life? It's ruined. Yeah. What about the lives he ruined? I was about to say, it's <laughs> like, okay, his, why are you trying to be sympathetic for a rapist? Yeah. Like, I just, I don't get it. Like, it's like defending, uh, was it, Harvey Weinstein. Right, and defending Brock Turner. Remember that when that judge said, oh like, oh, God. he's just a young man. Think Brock of his future. Dude, like, that, he, did, he didn't think of his future when he raped that girl behind the building. That remind me of this dude. I can't remember his name. It was a story that came out that he, he was accused of... Um, having sex with underage girls quote more than just one mm -hmm. and the judge didn't sentence him to prison because he said why would i ruin this fine young man's life yeah yeah, yeah. that's what he said and he gave him probation oh yeah the, and he doesn't even have to register on the dude this whole country sex is like, offenders like list. a lot this whole country is like a rape apologist well, we, we, you know what we, i'm saying we have a sex offender running for president yeah yeah mm -hmm. and people go oh well he was never convicted of a crime no but he was he was found guilty in a, yep. in a, in a civil court so mm -hmm. that said that he's that means he's guilty of what right. he did dude and it's just like i just i couldn't i can't i I just can't get into like uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis's mindset. Yeah, I don't like, get it either. The first, like, you know this guy from way back. Okay, fine, whatever. But he did this heinous crime on several occasions. Well, my thing is, is that you could be somebody's ride or die, but it's yeah. there's sometimes you could be somebody's ride or die. Mm -hmm. But then there's times like Paul Walker that you should get out of the car. Yeah. No offense. I'm yeah. sorry to the Paul Walker fans, but right. he, he should have he, he got out of the fucking car. Mm -hmm. What? Oh, because he knew the guy was drunk? Yeah, no, because he knew that the guy he, the guy goes, oh, I'm going to see if I can hit 100 on a street. If it were me, if it were Jay driving, and he'd be like, oh, I'm going to hit 100. All right, well, let me get out right here. Right. You have, I'll, fun. I'll, you have fun with that. I'll, I'll yeah. go ahead and make your TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, no. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. I feel for his family. Yeah. I really do. But he died from stupidity. Yeah. He died. He died. Chronic stupidity. Yeah. He died from ride or die. Chron yeah. Chronic stupidity. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if you're in a car, no seatbelts, mm -hmm. no helmet, want to go over 100 miles an hour, you're fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. But no. But um. But like I said, like you know, Masterson definitely deserves like that life sentence. Yeah. And I hope. I hope uh, no parole either. Uh, I mean, he might be eligible depending on good behavior, yeah, and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, but anyway, there uh, is a target on his back though, because like uh, <laughs> rapists. Oh, there's gonna be the uh, <laughs> but rapists are at the bottom of like the hierarchy when Actually, it comes to prison. There's one below them: pedophiles, pedophiles. rapists. And everything. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. There's the vo the bottom up are mm -hmm. chomos, mm -hmm. rapists, wife killers, and then it goes up to other criminals. Mm -hmm. Those are the three bottom worst. Right. But you know? there's no way now he's surviving no. that. Well, anyway. Yeah. Well, not in one piece anyway. Mm -hmm. um, well, but, he's rich. They'll probably go to rich guy prison. Yeah. Is he? Uh, probably. Well, I, don't, I, mean, I, don't I don't think so. Know. Well, he's got Scientology support, too. Yeah. Well, so, that. And those, and those, and those yeah, scumbags. Yeah, so like, he's yeah. got rich guy money. So. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, speaking of sentences, mm -hmm. I want to touch on... <laughs> the not so proud boys. Real quick before oh, yeah. we get to our main topic. Yeah, yeah. Enrique Vicario or Enrique Enrique God damn it. I, I can't I just, remember his name. I just call him Cuban Starscream. <laughs> <laughs> He's dude, he is such a try hard to be a tough guy. Yeah. With his he look you know what he looks like? Look at this picture right here. Mm. But I know you guys can't see it. Yeah. But he looks he looks like Hootie. 
Oh, from Hootie and the Blues. Oh, he does. He yeah. looks like oh, Darius Rucker. Rucker. Does look like Darius Rucker. <laughs> I only want to be with you. <laughs> to his cellmate. <laughs> I only want to be in jail. <laughs> so he was the ex. He's the ex leader of the Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio. He got sentenced to 22 years for the J6 riot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was convicted, right? And people are like, how can he be convicted when he wasn't even there? Because he, was he fought. There. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. What? He actually wasn't there. I could have sworn no. that he was like. Uh, he was not there at the actual riot. However, uh-huh. he did plan everything up to it. Wow. There's letters. There's, I mean, there's emails. There's text messages. There's everything that shows him planning everything. I could have sworn because I remember seeing like a, uh, I think it was like his IG or something. He was live streaming something with him and his buddy. That was in another place. Wow. They always do this. They go. But the funny thing is Mm -hmm. that he, Proud Boys are known to be like a white militia, Mm -hmm. you know, an alt-right white militia. Mm -hmm. This dude is Latino. Yeah. He's going to go to prison. And the Latino is going to be like, fuck you, race traitor. Oh, we were just talking about the hierarchy. Yeah. 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 And then the whites are going to be like, we're Aryan. Yeah. What the fuck are you? Right. Oh, when I led the Proud Boys, we don't give a fuck. That don't matter in here. Right. Yeah. He's going to be in an island onto himself. Mm-hmm. So good for you. Yeah. 22 years he got. The one that made me laugh even harder, I don't know if you saw this, it was the dude, um, his name is Joe Biggs. He was sentenced to 17 years. He was also a Proud Boy leader. Yeah. He was actually there because yeah. he's the one. He put out videos. It's a great day. Woo. We got our building back. He's mm-hmm. inside. He's shooting videos inside. All, all and then then he's like, when he was sentenced to um, seventeen years, mm-hmm. he's pleading to the judge, "Please, I have a baby daughter. I just want to be able to walk her to school and take her to know." I mean, you should all this bullshit. Like, like, well, you should have thought about that shit before you went and got done something stupid. Okay, and first of all, Amy, what's funny is that these people, these fucking idiots, yeah. keep filming themselves doing this shit, and it reminded you, you know, never. You know what it reminded me of? Uh, fucking the Simpsons, the bullies, when they sco- stole that go-kart and they yeah. had like a camcorder and they said, wow, filming our crimes is the smartest thing we've done. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly the same energy. These fucking idiots. Yeah. The thing is that they thought that their homie, the Orange Menace, was going to support them. Oh, he'll get us out of jail. Yes. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the Orange Menace, mm-hmm. does the preponderance of evidence used to convict these guys... Does it affect? Yes, you know. Yes, it does. What mm. what they can use yeah. to convict? Oh, Jack Smith's Trump. already working on that. Oh yeah, because like he, I mean, because like you know, remember what Trump said during the debate? Like you know, um, you know, was it st- um, stand by and everything? Stand, stand back and stand, stand by. Stand by, and then, yeah. Well, I'm, that and also what happens is with these convictions and and these sentences, what mm-hmm. it does is creates a a, a pre a pre. Anyway, Mm -hmm. it it creates the matter of fact saying, okay, well, if we convicted these guys of uh, conspiring to commit seditious treason or Mm -hmm. seditious insurrection, that means that Trump is also part of this, too, because him speaking out Mm -hmm. gave this for me or oh, there's energy to these people to create this yeah so that's why they're trying to go after him with a rico in georgia yeah and the jack smith may be trying to go with rico also with him too right for those who don't know rico is a organized crime act mm-hmm. it's basically saying you're like a mob like you're like the, a, a gang wasn't that created during was it al capone's uh time yeah elliot or? ness elliot, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah it's oh, the rico another, statute another like uh what do you call it um Parallel with Elliot Ness and yeah. uh, Jack Smith now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's the modern day Elliot Ness. He's yep. going to get Trump one way or another. Mm-hmm. I still like with all of this going on and mm-hmm. and with Jack Smith. Wow, 
really amazing job so far. Mm-hmm. If he continues with it, I can't see Trump ever getting to the ballot. Well, yeah. it, it, they got to work quick. Yeah. yeah. But along with Joe Biggs, just to wrap it up, we got mm-hmm. Joe Biggs got 17 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, a dude from the Oath Keepers got 18 years. That was given to Stuart Rhodes. And now... Uh, they, 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 but they sought for him 25 years. Mm-hmm. So everybody's gotten, there's another dude that was along with uh, Enrique Tario. I can't remember his name, but he mm-hmm. also got 20 years. Mm-hmm. So these motherfuckers are going to prison for a long time. So you know how those motherfuckers always say, go woke, go get broke? Yep. Go Trump, <laughs> get dumped. <laughs> anyway, with that, yeah. we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with our topic. back thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us so jay Mm -hmm. you brought up uh, masterson danny masterson Mm -hmm. Uh, anyway that made me think now that now that you said that but i had thought about it before it's get along with our topic today Mm -hmm. i was driving in the car and this song came on and it's it was it's kind it was kind of a banger back in the day i guess you could say Mm uh mr han might remember when it was a new release uh, no offense, uh, but I, I heard it on a classic rock station, and I sat there and I was just listening to the lyrics, and I'm going, "That's fucked up, dude." Mm-hmm. These, I was like, "Wow." I mean, we all know, and it's this, it's lyrics that people bop out to, or whatever the kids call it nowadays, mm-hmm. and they don't hear the lyrics. Mm-hmm. They just and, hear the beat. Right. Yeah. And they go along with it and they sing the words, but they have no idea what it's going. Mm-hmm. Just like um, Time of Our Life yeah. by, by uh, Green Day. Uh-huh. People played at graduations. The song's about suicide. Yeah. And they, and they played at graduations because uh-huh. it says Time of My Life. In it. Or like, uh, what was it called? Uh, Kesha uh, TikTok. Yeah. Like that pretty much was basically about like dying of alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. So the song in question that came on is a song by Gary Puckett called Young Girl. And I don't know if you're familiar with the lyrics. The song starts off with, Young girl, get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. Mm -hmm. You're much too young, girl. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. and that was You're just a baby in disguise. That's the lyrics, dude. (laughs) What? And and when was this song uh, released? It had to be in the late 60s, wasn't it, Mr. Han? Yeah, I'm trying to. It, young girl was by Gary. What was what? I, what I say his name was? Yeah, Gary Puckett. Gary, Gary Puckett. Puckett in the Union Gap. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Uh, it, it came out, I think. Ooh. Damn, I should have looked that up. You, you know, you made me look bad. Uh, how dare you, sir? And it wasn't that hard. But oh, anyway, shut your face. But so I'm, it was released shows here in uh, in January of 1968. Yep, that's what I got. So January, yeah. yeah. So, and it's funny because his hit before that was "Woman, Woman," yeah. but now it's talk about young girl. So this is the good old days that like uh, that people like to talk about well, when they it, get when they get to sing uh, have songs about you know pedophilia chart the Billboard. <laughs> make wow, a, make yeah. America Chomo again, right? Yeah, it, it's true. But you know, one of the things, one of the reasons that was successful back right. then is because of Beatlemania. Well, it wasn't just Beatlemania. Elvis even predated Oh, and Elvis, yeah, the Elvis, Elvis Mania too. But there, Jerry Lee the Lewis. idea that, mm-hmm. that the music itself appealed to a young audience. Yeah. And then 
those lyrics coming out literally aimed at a young audience like you could be up here with me mm-hmm. and still gross my sister yeah. oh still absolutely gross, gross. Yeah. but my sisters so i have two older sisters who were original like beetle maniacs oh, we man. had we had 45s of the beatles all over the house mm-hmm. um See, and, and that's the thing the the teen idol goes back even further if you want to think about it uh, as as far as i know one of the very first teen idols that was like that was frank sinatra mm-hmm. oh sure back in the yep. day or and, um, girls used to go crazy for him. and um wayne newton no but we talk about frank was way before wayne but newton he was too. a teen idol too like around that time uh no he he's he's after Frank Sinatra dude Frank Sinatra started with in the like forties yeah, yeah Wayne Newton is yeah. is in the fifties yeah no yeah Frank Sinatra yeah. was kind of like the he was like the prototype for all he was of those he guys. was the archetype that made Art Wayne Newton type, possible yeah. Yeah. but anyway yeah. but yeah but, but the yeah, thing is right. but Frank I mean the only one that Frank got close to really being kind of this was Mia Farrow mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you know the legend of that, right? Um, Mia Farrow. And, he, she, yeah. she gave her virginity to Frank Sinatra. Oh, wow. And she was like, I think, 19, 20 years old or something like that. And she how old was, was he? Not 19 or 20 oh, years old. Oh, Jesus. God damn it. <laughs> but going back I'm, to what I say, so Gary Puckett has this song called Young Girl. And if you look up the lyrics, I can, uh, I can look them up real quick and you can see... I actually yeah. read a, the lyrics and I need to fucking take a shower. Yeah. They're just so fucking <laughs> oh creepy. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Dude, it, one of the lyrics goes, get out of here before I cha- before I have the time to change my mind because I'm afraid we'll go too far. So he basically just said, like, I'm going to lose all inhibition it's and your control. Fault. If I do something, it's your fault. Oh, victim he's shaming. Vict- he's yeah. not only he's not only is he preying on an underage girl, yeah. he's also victim shaming her, saying, you put on makeup, yeah. you dressed all like that. Mm-hmm. So if I do something, it's your fault. Jesus Christ almighty. <laughs> you, dude, so I'm sitting there and, bro, I've heard this song my whole life. But I never listened to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So then I'm in the car alone and I'm like, uh, we'll see. And I'm like, okay. oh my God. Okay, so <laughs> it's, you bring up, um, I'm glad you bring that up because songs like this, like problematic songs and everything, yeah. they're hypnosis. You People don't really read or listen to the lyrics because they're too um, distracted by the beat. Like yeah. a good beat can get away with a lot of heinous shit. You know what I'm saying, and we're gonna go through that, like you know, um, yeah. through this and everything. No, yeah. It, but it's, yeah, it's it. Yeah, you're right mm-hmm. because like uh, there's a song by Falco from the '80s, Amadeus. Called, no, called Genie, uh-huh. and he he sings it in Austrian and in German, mm-hmm. and people sang it and bopped out to it. But when you translate the lyrics, mm-hmm. yikes, yikes! It's like the song to to paraphrase. It's him telling a girl that he just assaulted. To leave. Wait, say <laughs> that again. God. He just assaulted this girl. Yeah, like he spent the night with her and assaulted her, and yeah. now he's telling her to leave. Yeah, wow. That, that's pretty much the, the the gist of the song. But mm-hmm. because he sings it with passion, mm-hmm. people like, you know, because the the chorus, he's like, Gina, quit living mm-hmm. on dreams. He's all passionate about and, it. And you know what? Honestly, this is on brand for Falco because you know we um, we all learned that you know the guy was not right in the head oh, and no. everything. Like he was no, a no. very like toxic individual. So singing something like this, yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 on point for him. Yeah. And another song that you say that people just listen to the 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 bass or the rhythm and they all mm-hmm. there is a, a Russian song that was really big on TikTok. I don't know the name of it mm-hmm. and. 
some Russian girl translated it and said, y'all all here bopping to this and letting your kids dance to it. And it's a song about a gangbang rape. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, oh. there you go. <laughs> and you said it was a Russian song? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, Mm-mm. and it's just lyrically. There's been a lot of songs like that that just nowadays they just really didn't age well. Uh, so Young Girl is definitely up there by uh, uh, Gary Puckett. If you haven't heard it, I mean we can't play any of these songs. I don't want somebody writing us a. No, and I mean mm-hmm. you don't have to wait too long on an oldie station to hear yeah. it. It's pretty popular. In and rotation. another one was from the '80s called "Into the Night." Into the Night by a lovely gentleman. Named Benny Mardones. Really? Yeah. Have you never heard of him? I haven't heard of him, but I've heard the song. Yeah, but that's who write. That's who wrote the song was Benny Mardones mm-hmm. into the night. In it, also, he speaks about uh, an underage girl. He says in the song, "She's just sixteen years old. Leave her alone." They said, "Separated by fools who don't know what love is yet." But I want you to know. If I could fly, I'd pick you up. I'd take you into the night and show you love like you've never seen, ever seen. It's like having a dream where nobody has a heart, and it's like having it all and watching it fall apart. Mm -hmm. So it's a love letter to him to an underage girl and calling everybody else a fool, trying to convince her Mm -hmm. that everybody else is stupid for not letting them be together. Oh, gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, no, because in gaslighting, you make them think they're crazy, but he's trying to tell her, oh, it's because our love is so real that people are afraid of it. Well, that's yeah. another. Well, that's also gaslighting as well because it's not just making the person think they're crazy. It's also emotionally manipulation there. So yeah. he's trying to give her this whole like idea of like they're Romeo and Juliet, star-crossed lovers, and everybody's trying to pull them apart. Yeah. So that's still a form of gaslighting because they're trying to think, oh, we're the victims here, when in fact she's the victim and he's the predator. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yikes. Yeah. I was still on my search with uh, Gary Puckett and mm-hmm. pulls up a short video uh, header with him and four little girls. Oh, Lord. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not oh, looking at that. Oh, yeah, I'm not looking at <laughs> that <laughs> like, that's I'm not getting... Hey, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of little girls, there's a... Um, Whoa, wait a yeah. minute. What? Let's take, your next let's take a pause yeah, here. <laughs> you need to work on your segues, man. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying... Speaking of the term little girl yeah. <laughs> being used, there's a, a song by Leonard Skinner called What's Your Name? Um, oh, what's yeah. your name, hey, little, little girl? girl? What's, what's your, your name? name? I'm shooting yeah. you straight. And, you know, um, we're, we're that ru- whole song. We're, ru- we're is, ruining everyone's childhood music. I know. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Leonard Skinner fans. Fuck Not that him. you got, I mean, their drummer is a pedo- convicted pedophile, so. Yeah, uh, yeah you know. he is, huh? Yeah, he yeah. just recently got in trouble yeah. for not registering when he moved to a didn't, new neighborhood. Didn't half their yeah. band die in a plane accident? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, actually so um plane crash. So yeah. I I saw them uh in the summer of 77 and a few weeks after I saw them the plane crash happened. So wait, mm-hmm. so they have a Confederate racist anthem. Mhm. Yeah. Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home yep. Alabama. And then they have a underage girl song. Yeah. This is a great band. Wow. Yeah. They were like Kid Rock before Kid yeah. Rock. You people know, call them yeah. American it's, icons. It's I'm so saying. funny. I yeah. grew up, Speaking yeah. of Kid Rock. I, yeah. I grew up in Connecticut, though, yeah. and Leonard Skinner was incredibly popular. Yeah. Well, it was but but it this, this song is all about yeah. uh, sneaking the underage girls past the hotel detective. Yeah. By the way... See, I, but see, but in the 70s, Southern Rock was big everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's and, true. And also, I feel like people like need to owe like, a Neil Young an apology, because he was the first one to call them out yes, he was. On, uh, on the radio. 
racism, yep. on their pedophilia. Well, that's why they added him on the song. Yeah, on, it was supposed to be a On opposite yeah. ends of the same set list, yeah. my yeah. band covered What's Your Name, Southern Man, and uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Like, like, Southern <laughs> Man was Neil Young. Yeah. yeah. That's the song so, where he yeah, talks Southern shit. Man yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Southern Man, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so. No, but... <laughs> Yeah, because even in the seventies, you know who was big. I know, I know. Jay, she's gonna think I'm crazy. One of my favorite songs as a kid growing up was Elvira. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Elvira, like from Elvira, the uh, the, the Oak Ridge Boys. Elvira, anyway. So he would say, "Oh, speaking of Kid Rock, adding him to that list." There's a song he did for a cartoon. Oh, yeah, the uh, Osmosis, Osmosis Jones. Jones. Yeah. And the lyrics to that song, Mr. Hannon, in our message, you sent the name of that song. Why well, I can't remember. Well, I can't remember because it's a Kid Rock song. Yeah. Uh, the Kid Rock song, he goes, young ladies, young ladies, mm-hmm. I liked them under age C. Mm-hmm. And the little guy that used to be with him says, you you call it, you say it's statutory, but I say it's mandatory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You heard that right. That once again, that was in a animated uh, a movie that was supposed to be for kids by the uh, the conservative rock idol. Yeah. Oh, cool, daddy, cool. Yeah, Mister Man of the People. She <laughs> came up the hard way. My father was only a millionaire. Okay, he was only a millionaire. Oh, he wasn't God. even a multimillionaire. Okay, so he barely had yeah. enough money for my high school Lamborghini. <laughs> They barely had enough money for us to have an apple orchard. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> I'm gl- I'm glad that you uh, that you brought up Kid Rock. Um, like his whole no like one's, uh, no one's ever glad. You no, brought no, up Kid no, 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 yeah. no. In terms of slander, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, no, because you know he's like uh, he's trying to like um he as we as we said discussed before and everything he tries to build him up himself up as like this blue blue collar guy, right? The, you know the Springsteen of Detroit. Like, you know, from his boot shafts and everything. Um, uh, like, you know. I'm yeah, sorry. I <laughs> my bad. Give you a minute. Bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. To put him and Springsteen in the same breath just fucking. Is well, I mean, he, he thinks that. Oh, and I know. a lot of his fucking. Um, uh, a lot of his fans do that. But yeah, he tries to make himself like a humble, like good old boy and everything and whatnot. But like. They came it, up from nothing. They came up from nothing. But however, his fucking music and lyrics and all that, he contradicts himself a lot. Yeah. So do you remember that one album? Now that we're talking about like shit that has not aged well. Uh, remember that one Bob album? With the uh, ball? No, not Bob with the Ball. Uh, something worse. Remember Cocky? Oh, yeah. It was, this, it was the album after, I think. Yeah. It is one of the dumbest fucking albums ever because it's this asshole trying to flex how tough he is and everything. And I remember, uh, what was it? Uh, the One of the lyrics is like, no, who the fuck are you? I'm kid motherfucking rock from the old school. Got more money than Matchbox 20. Get more ass than Mark McGrath. I'm, and like just like reading these lyrics, here's the most dated fucking okay. lyrics. I was just so say, fucking lame. Mark but, McGrath. But Mark McGrath. More money than Matchbox 20. 20. Uh, um, well, how's that a flex? Wait, wait, wait. Wow. Hold on. So yeah. what, you got 50 bucks in your pocket? Uh, yeah. Right. But yeah. wait, he, he, he's, okay. Mark McGrath, I mean, their music was decent. Yeah. But it was in the 90s. Yeah. And when was this song released? Uh, this was like in 2002. Oh my God. 
God. Mark, dude, they were already gone. Like yeah. Mark McGrath, I think was already on Entertainment Tonight by the time. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Mark, Mark hey, yeah. Mark, somebody said your name. Yeah. And then they say, and like, you know, his lyrics, like they say I'm cocky. And I say, what? And ain't bragging motherfucker if you back it up. And oh this whole, it is such fucking cringe. And now we flash back, we flash forward and he's fucking shooting Bud Light cans. Well, which is funny because then they, somebody posted a picture of him drinking Bud Light. So Bud you Light, have yeah. this guy. So you have this after, guy. After they so shot him you over. have this guy, this fucking trailer park edgelord. <laughs> who, That's the best description right, ever. <laughs> who's trying to act tough and everything says like, oh, I go to strip clubs and like, you know, I like I, you know, I drink all that and everything. If you look at the lyrics, yeah. it's like how it's what a trivial thinks is cool and well, badass. He's a tryhard. It's he's a tryhard. Try it's a total tryhard song. He idolizes Ted Nugent and he wants to be oh, him. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then so you talk about songs are outdated. This whole fucking album yeah. is outdated. Yeah. But you know, what's funny. I cringe when I think of this album, not because of the, it's the horrible lyrics from like its lead single and everything. But I remember um, I was in high school. I think it was a junior in high school when that album uh, came right. out. And two of my friends loved Kid Rock, right. loved them. And because, you know, they were. F- well, you did go to high school in Scottsdale. Yeah, I was about to say, like, yeah. they were, you know, f- you know, they were suburban kids trying to act tough. Yeah. And I swear to God, we were playing Gran Turismo 3. And one of my friends was like, you know, I'm like Kid Rock. I'm cocky as well. Look, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm t- he turned around away from the screen. I'm playing the game without looking at it. That's how cocky I am. He wasn't being ironic. He wasn't joking around. He actually was dead serious. Do you, do you know what cocky means in Spanish? Mm. Shit. It's yeah. a slang term for shit. Yeah. But I was like, are you seriously? I think try- in every language. Right? I'm like, are you two dipshits really trying to just like base your personality on a Kid Rock album? I know you're high schoolers and all, and you're going to outgrow this shit, but good God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Real quick side note, because yeah. I said that, because cocky in Spanish is what little kids call shit. Yeah. And uh, it reminds me, first time I saw this Brazilian football player, his name was, is it's Kaká. Yeah. K-A-K-A, and they say it's Kaká. I'm like, <laughs> Kaká! I was like, that guy's shirt says Kaká. Yeah. That just means sh- poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it's Kaká. I was like, no, that's Kaká. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the bird call. Kaká! <laughs> Don't try to. That's, that's like people who goes, oh, he goes, dumbass. Uh, it's oh, pronounced Dumas. Dumas. No, it's dumbass. Yes. <laughs> It's Dare Tate. Don't you church it up, son. Don't you mean Joe Dirt? <laughs> it reminds me of that skit on uh, Key and Peele. Yeah. A-A-Ron. Oh, A-Ron. <laughs> you done done fucked up, Kaka. Jay Quillen. Anyway, that's my favorite skit by them ever. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, but yeah. that. How do you pick? Yeah. They, I mean, they are brilliant. No, but that one is It, by it far, is very good. Yeah. That one, and when they show up to a Confederate, re, a Confederate Civil War reenactment dressed like slaves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but Key also was uh, Obama's anger consultant oh, translator. God. Yeah, and that, oh, and that he, was just and he was at the correspondence dinner. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So well, going back to what we were saying, yeah. you brought up what they refer to as Uncle Teddy. I would never refer to him as that. that see, that's pedophilic right there. They call him Uncle Teddy. Yeah. I mean, am I wrong? No, that, that's no, that's that's true. The thing that drives me nuts about him is mm-hmm. um, he, he is such a fraud on every single level Mm -hmm. and his music has always been crap Mm -hmm. one of the guitar players in our in my very first high school band wanted to play stranglehold because he liked the the groove that sounds like 
something for jerking off. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like some David Carradine anyway, shit there. It's it's not. It's just aggressive bro rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but after you know, Jailbait came out and stuff. Oh god! I was just like, mm-hmm. bro, we're not playing it's anymore. Literally yeah. in the yeah. lyrics, the song yeah. is called Jailbait. Okay. Yeah. If your band member was so adamant about playing a uh, Ted Nugent song. That says, that says more about him. I don't give a fuck how good I, he plays. I agree. And yeah. now here we are, fast forward, to be uh, fair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw him, oh, I guess about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we sat and talked about progressive jazz and all this cool stuff. And yeah. thank goodness Nugent didn't come. Okay. Uh, probably because he's really I, ashamed. I, yeah. I have, I have well, a, I have a Ted Nugent grew, story. He grew out of it, but Ted didn't. Right. So. I, I have Neither did his, uh, his spouses. I have a Ted Nugent story. Yeah. I do. Mm. I used to work security. At a uh, theater. Uh-huh. It was a small theater. Holds about 2,000 people. And it's a round theater. So the stage is round in the middle. Was it called a Cricket Pavilion? No, it's called Celebrity Theater. Celebrity Theater. But anyway, I was working security. And my manager, a white man, mm-hmm. saw that Ted Nugent was coming to play. And he was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to fuck with Ted. <laughs> His whole security that was around the stage because every aisle mm-hmm. had a security guard standing by the stage with his back to the stage to make sure nobody tries to get on the stage, right? Right. Everyone that was on the stage as security was a person of color. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He did it to fuck with Ted Nugent because he's a very well-known... White bigot. supremacist? Bigot. Yeah. yeah. So he did that and then he also posted the two biggest blackest dudes that we had at Ted Nugent's dressing room door as security. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wow. was totally just fucking with him. <laughs> so during the set, or during the time he's talking, he's talking all this right-wing bullshit and how he goes hunts deers and he sends the surplus meat to the troops and people who don't support him don't support the troops. All this bullshit. Oh my goodness. And then he said something about colored people. And I just looked over to the black dude that's in the next aisle over from me. Mm. And he just looked at me and he looked back like over his shoulder to Ted Nugent and it's like the look on his face was like, yeah, let somebody try to jump on stage and kill you. I'm not even going to stop him. Yeah. No, he'd be like, no, wait, oh, stop. Wait, stop. Yeah. Oh, no. They got by me. Oh, boy. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something. I it, was that I would have gotten him, but I was thinking about something else. I, I am. I, I just heard. 50 years old, and I saw more middle-aged breasts in that audience than I have probably my whole life. Oh, yeah, like like women it, yeah, in, in their, their 50s, 50s and 60s yeah. taking their shirts and they're, off. And they're, yeah. woo! I'm like, nobody yeah. wants... Grandma, come on! I, and I'm just picturing Meg at the Applebee's with <laughs> <laughs> the jean jacket. I just want to say... I am less concerned about the ageism in your statement <laughs> than I am about the fact that Anybody would show their boobs to Ted. Their Nugent? boobs to Ted. Well, Nugent. And also, it would fall on deaf ears because he they're they're too old for him. Hey. Well, jailbait <laughs> is all about him having a twofer with the mom. Well, so. didn't didn't he didn't he get accused or was found out that he was getting fellatioed or filleted fellatio filleted filleted from yeah. a twelve year old? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, not Whoa. only that, what? he yeah. married. He married. Uh, oh no, he got a he he fostered a girl. 
so he could marry her. Oh, what's her yeah. face? Um, oh. from Ho- from Hawaii. Um, um, she was seventeen, and he actually got permission from the parents. Yeah, he fought. Fo- he like, not fostered, but yeah, he yeah. became her legal guardian. Yeah, so then he could marry her. Yeah, and I'm like, what? What, pa- what kind of parents are you to let this fucking whack bag pedophile get near your daughter, bros? You know what? There are some impoverished countries and shit, and places that people will do some fucked up shit to their kids. You know? Just to escape poverty. Yep. I, I've, been, I've known guys in the military that say, you go to some countries and people offer to sell you their daughter. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just fucked up. I mean, it's just a fucked up world we live in sometimes, dude. What about that dude in Germany? Mm-hmm. Was it Germany? That it was found out that he had his daughter in the, the basement locked away from the time she was 19 to the time she was 40. And he had fucking got her pregnant and she had like five kids from him. Oh, my God. Yeah. You never heard of that one? No. Yeah, dude. It finally got found out because she had to beg and plead with him because one of the kids, they had never seen sunlight. Yeah. So they had no vitamin D. They were fucking dying. Right. So he, she begged and pleaded. And he finally okayed to go to the hospital. And they found out that this kid had like one strand of DNA. And it was like, yeah. wait, your mother's your sister. It's like, yeah. And he got arrested, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You've heard of that dude, right? Yeah, in Germany, I can't. Damn, I can't remember his name. So, yeah. um, so the Ted Nugent's uh, yeah concubine was Pele Mes- Massa. That's she's from yeah. Hawaii. Seventeen. Yeah. She was actually seventeen. Oh well, excuse that the fuck out of me. Doesn't make it any better, bro. <laughs> but her, but her parents actually did um, sign a document uh, to make him her legal guardian. Yeah, because that, that, yeah. that's the only way he could travel with her. Yeah. yeah. So see, so um, my my Ted Nugent story is I'm. Um, Oh, real quick before you go. Joseph Fritzl. Joseph Fritzl. He kept his daughter Elizabeth locked away in a cellar from when she was 18 until she was 42. Jesus And he had five children with her? Yep. Oh, my God. He was a Nazi. Uh, no, no, this was back in like the seventies or eighties, Oh, okay. but still he held his daughter prisoner for 24 years and she gave birth By the to way, several children. That doesn't mean he wasn't an Nazi. Well, no, it doesn't. I wouldn't put it past yeah. it, but yeah. honestly, please oh, tell me like he's serving like a life sentence or dead. Oh, the dude was like yeah. in his sixties, so he's probably dead already. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So, so quick Ted, yeah, yeah, Nugent, Ted story. Nugent Yeah. I'm in, um, upstate, uh, Michigan with, um, my partner. And we're at her, her niece is just a few years younger than because, you know, they have an extended family. And her niece owns this great ice cream store. And we're eating ice cream out on the porch. And I look across the street and there's Nugent's Hardware. Yikes. Nugent's Hardware? He has a hardware store? Yeah. And I turned to, um, uh, I turned to the niece and I say, tell me that's not what I think it is. She said, it pretty much is. It's his brother's hardware store. Wow. And you go into this. I went in just to see what it's like. And it's like, it's like Nugent land. Oh, it Lord. is really unbelievable. It's a hardware so not, store. So Nazi flags or? Well, it's, it's a hardware store, but it's. No, Trump flags. It eh. is such a, it's such a like bleeding right wing. Yeah. You need a shower when you're done. Yeah. You know, it's like. Oh, dude. I, honestly. I won't go into businesses that fly uh, MAGA flags. Well, of course not. Nah, I won't yeah. support that shit. Anyway, um, but so yeah, that's the song that provoked me to think about this. And there's so many more. And this song, mm. there's other lyric, there's other songs that go into uh, stuff about underage. But there's also some shit that didn't age well. But mm-hmm. let's go ahead and take a quick break, Jay. I know you want you dying to talk about. So mm-hmm. we'll be right back. Uh-huh. 
And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. So our topic today is lyrics that age like shit. Well, Mm -hmm. or like milk. Because does shit really age? Has anybody tried that? Um, Never saw experiments about that. That's a Mythbusters you'll never see. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, will it age? (laughs) On the next Mythbusters. I was like, man, they're really fucking scraping the bottom of the barrel. Right. Uh, Uh, Scrape. (laughs) So anyway, you were saying. Yeah. There was a song that you really wanted to talk about. Yeah. So uh, now that you were talking about like, you know, Nugent, Kid Rock and everything. Yeah. um, R. Kelly. You know, Uh-oh. yeah. Uh-oh. So one song in particular, like most of his songs did not age well, like knowing what we know about him and everything. But one song in particular is just so fucking disturbing to listen to. Yeah. Um, age ain't but them, age ain't nothing but a number. But he didn't perform that song. It, it wasn't him. He produced it. He produced right? it, but he also was featured on it. Oh, okay. The singer um that was on there is Aaliyah. 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 Um Mishy rest in peace and everything. One of the most you know, we talk about gone before underratedly uh, talented, underrated talented, um, gone, but but you know, gone, gone way, gone too, way too soon. soon. Yeah. And she went out like the same way that um, uh, Richie Valens, the big left, bopper, Left Eye Lopez. Left, uh, well, no, Left Eye was a car crash. Oh, okay. Uh, but well, yeah, she's still too young. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, so this was like I think this was her debut single and everything. Yeah. And she was a uh, fourteen. And uh, but age ain't nothing but a number is basically Wait, like a pedophile she was anthem. Fourteen. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's basically uh, according to Aaliyah, mm-hmm. it's about a um, a young girl who wants to date an older man. Mm-hmm. Right. Young girls want to do lots of things that aren't good for them. Yeah. That's what parents are exactly. for. Right. Jesus. Yeah. And so with this song and everything, it it's almost basically like a look into her relationship with R. Kelly um, because she started out as a protege of his. Right. And they grew close. And it got to the point where there was a there was speculation about a secret marriage near the release of that um of that uh, album. Yikes. And so she was like I said, like you know, she was fourteen at the time, but they listed eighteen on the certificate. And luckily, the a marriage was annulled by her parents. Right. And everything. Well, yeah. is it isn't that a crime in itself? Lying it is. On a legal oh yeah. Document? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lying on yeah. A, forging li- and everything. Yeah, for, lying on a legal document is a is yeah. a, is a prosecutable yeah. offense. For right. for her, it would have been nothing because she was a juvenile. For him, but for him, yeah. it would have been something. And I just want to interject for a minute because mm-hmm. uh, sponsorship. Uh, yeah. This segment of the Minority Report is brought brought to you by the letter P. Thank you. <laughs> oh, uh, I get it. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah like Macklemore said, these smell like R. Kelly's sheets. Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was only 98 cents. 99 cents. Uh, oh, excuse the fuck out of me, that one cent. <laughs> but anyway. You know, um, you know what's funny? Mm. You know what was good? As soon as you said R. Kelly, the first thing that popped into my head mm. was Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't, honestly, you can't help when you listen to Ignition, you hear the Piss on Me remix. This is yeah. a Remix, Remix edition, edition to a, a song about pissing. pissing. I'm gonna pee pee. I remember that. I remember this one story that Dave Chappelle said. Like after the after that episode dropped, it yeah. became a hit and everything. He was like, uh, R. Kelly came up to me and he says, "Man, how could you how could you make a, a movie about pissing on people?" I'm like, "Nigga, how could you make a movie about pissing on people?" <laughs> But the court scene was just oh, oh, yeah. oh my god! Oh, no, 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 no! Even better me. was yeah. was his interview with Gail. Um, come on, Gail. Uh, oh, Gail King. Yeah, yeah. Gail King. His yeah. interview with her. Mm-hmm. But he's getting all up mad. People are mad. She's For like forty years, and she's like, "Calm the fuck down." No, she says. Robert, Robert, like a, like a parent yeah. and everything. <laughs> Sit your ass down. <laughs> it would have been great if they would have cut to her. She had a switch. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> little, Motherfucker, sit your ass down. Yeah. Little riding but, crop. But yeah. Wow. But uh, but yeah. So, so going the, back so, to the song. Yeah, yeah. So like so like the so more background about it is that you know like Aaliyah and R. Kelly developed a friendship, quote unquote, during the recording of her album. You know, and she. Um, I remember she she was like a with a Vibe magazine back in '94. She had a, uh, an interview with them, and she would say like, "Oh, they would go watch movies, go out to eat, and then come back to work." And then it, you know, the relationship um, was basically with them being you know close and everything. And just looking back on this um, on this interview, you could definitely tell that she was being groomed because nothing about this a teenage girl and a grown ass man. Just like going out, like hanging out and everything. It's just so incredibly suspect, you know? And so you could tell that this whole song was basically trying to, like almost like a love letter to their relationship. And it just makes it even, even creepier. Right. Because she was being groomed right off the bat by this asshole. And so much so that they have a song about it. Like, I love Aaliyah. Like, she's one of my favorite artists of all time and everything. I could listen to all of her songs except this one. Like, I cannot listen to this. It's just so incredibly disturbing and creepy. And it, luckily that she was able to get out of it. Like, well, luckily her parents were able to rescue her from that and everything. Because just imagine if she was still rolling with R. Kelly, you know. I I would hate to imagine that shit. But yeah, so that's um that's one of the songs that did not age well. Like, I don't think it even aged well even back in the 90s and everything. Um, but... Know what we know now about R. Kelly and about how his history of grooming young girls and everything. And it sucks that Aaliyah was one of those and everything. And, um, but yeah, so like, you know, with like the secret marriage, lying about court documents and everything, it's just so, it, it, it really is um, tragic how much this monster fucked with her mind. Well, yeah, that, and he also doesn't realize this shit ain't like the 1950s and 60s anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, dudes back then, not saying that it was okay, but they used to get away with it because it wasn't really weird that somebody mm-hmm. underage was getting married. Yeah. Uh, but if you look back at it now, like I said, even Elvis, who's an icon, yeah. I mean, he met Priscilla Presley, Mr. Ann, if I'm wrong, uh, correct me, wasn't she like, 15 when he met her Priscilla Presley yeah I think so. she was something like that and Jerry Lee Lewis married his 13 year old cousin I never can wrap my head around that one mm-hmm. not only was she 13 years old she was his cousin mm-hmm. you know uh, he pulled a Giuliani and married his cousin yikes yeah oh yeah. by the way I don't forget that one Giuliani married his cousin mm-hmm. then he said oh I didn't know if she was my cousin Sure you didn't, bro. Right. <laughs> oh, she's a second cousin. It's a gray area. <laughs> like, no, motherfucker. Yeah, she had DNA. You know, what's, you know what's the most fucked up about it is like, um, uh, going back to R. Kelly and everything, he says- There's oh, so much fucked up about it. Yeah, that. but he says like, out of respect for Aaliyah, her mother and father, I will not discuss it. That's a whole other situation, a whole other time. Translation, I'm not going to get into the details because it's going to be more incriminating evidence against <laughs> he's, me. He's going to go, wait- is it past statute of limitations? No? Okay, I can't talk about it. Right. <laughs> hey, just to correct the record on Elvis and Priscilla, they actually yeah. met uh-huh. when she was 14 at a rented house that Elvis held in Germany while he was in the Army. Right, uh, and her parents at, somehow at a, introduced them. At a party, yep. yeah. And uh, and they got married seven years later. He waited until she was 21. Oh, so he groomed her. So, yeah. Got it. Yeah. 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 It. He goes, oh, I'm going to wait till you're 18, but I'm going to go fuck these other chicks. Mm. I'll be right back, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but hold tight. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> yikes! Wow. So but I, I got to I got to I can break in here with uh, my my Beatles. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanted to talk about that song? Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of them. I mean, um, Sweet Sixteen. I mean, there, there, there's bunch of bunch of songs that just don't. Uh, Wait, they have a song called Sweet Sixteen? Yeah. Because uh, I know there's one that just starts right off the back with She Was Just 17, but that wasn't that song. Oh, I'll Never Dance. When I saw her standing there, yeah. that's that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yikes. Wow. She was just Dude, 17. Yeah, there, so there's a there's a song yeah. um, that I think Ringo wrote it, but oh, it's um, You're 16. That was the first yeah. problem. You're mm-hmm. 16. <laughs> I'm you're beautiful it. and you're mine. They, oh, God. The yeah. first problem was they let Ringo write a song. Ouch. Yeah, well, that's true. All of his songs were really pretty goofy, except yeah. that one, which was just that's a like pedophile. That's like when they let Peter Chris sing a song and kiss. If <laughs> I hear you calling, motherfucker, with you the, can't sing with this fucking Bobby, with his Bobby uh, Brady voice. Uh, yeah. I want to say, who did, on, 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 on. Who, who did it great, better? Brady. No, that was uh, was it Bobby? No, it was no, Peter. Peter. Either yeah, way, mm. who sang it better, Peter Chris or uh, Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. It'll oh, no. always be Paul. Rudd. Oh yikes! You In role you... models. Wait, yeah. wait, yeah. wait. Going back to our topic, which Beth would be connected to, Glee. Oh, he, oh yeah. He, he sang that song. I mean, I'm gonna say his name. He sang that song on Glee. Beth. Oh, wow. Yikes. Yikes. We're going to talk... Yeah, speaking of shit that did not age well, that fucking show, oh, man. Oh, no, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. no, it didn't. Yeah. Every, yeah. Dude, one guy died of a heroin overdose. One guy committed suicide because he was a convicted pedophile. Uh, shit, dude. Mm-hmm. That, that right there alone is like, all right. Oh, yeah. It's like the new Poulter guys. It's when, cursed. When Jane Lynch is the most love, lovable character on the show. And her character yeah. was a sociopath. <laughs> well, and Coach Beast. She was yeah. cool. I, I, I love Coach again, Beast. Again, I want to say another... Uh, Check mark for role models because yeah. Jane Lynch was amazing. Yeah. Oh, dude. So. Okay, but going back to what Do you, you said, feel good about yourselves. Going back God to, damn it. Going back to the, the the song that you were talking about, the Beatles. But there's also yeah. a connection. We just made a reference to Kiss. Yeah. Kiss also has a so- song about a 16 year old. Right. Too. Right. What the so, fuck is wrong? So with the the song that I originally was uh, going to talk about was um, I saw her standing there as right. you pointed out, and uh, I want to rewrite the lyrics to be. Uh, well, she was just 17, too young for the scene, so I made sure she got home all right. That's the, like, uh, woke <laughs> yeah. version. Right. Uh, and I know I'm going to receive hate mail for it. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the thing is, the Beatles were in an era where um, what – what what everybody accepted that they were doing was reaching out to and validating the feelings of young girls Oh, so they're enabling. But from our perspective, <laughs> some 60 years later, it really doesn't look that way at all. So Right. Yeah. No, honestly, like that, um, the fucking like the world was like in a lawless wasteland during that time. You know, you have all these chart toppers like talking about the most heinous shit ever. And which cracks me up when people say, oh, I want to go back to the good old days. You know, when a top 40 hit was about, you know, sleeping with uh, underage girls. Yeah. They, oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny though? When singing about pedophilia didn't make you a pedophile, yeah. unless of course you were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like the Twilight Bark for fucking sickos. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's what's funny is that if you look back to the seventies, some of the people that they used to like controversy over weren't the ones singing about this shit or doing it. Because mm-hmm. as far as I've heard, Ozzy Osbourne never got 
mixed up in any no. shit. No, like no, well, they, they always like. Uh, I mean, he the, slept with a lot of women and did a lot of drugs, but they were they were um, adult they were women. Adult, yeah. Women. yeah. And so did uh, Alice Cooper, who was really not known for his groupies. Alice Cooper yeah. wasn't a drug addict at all. No, I know. No, yeah. no. Well, know. you know him as well. you know him yeah. better than I do. But you know so, what's funny yeah. is that whole like you know that you know because they were all like part of, like you know the Satanic Panic yeah. back in the day and everything. You mean like King Diamond? Right, King Diamond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what's funny is that. With all that, the irony of that, you know, them being Satanists and everything, right. yet they act way more upstanding than these <laughs> yeah. good old Christian boys. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is fucked up to say because you could trust your... Uh your kid, you can trust your kid more with that punk rock dude that used to throw feces at people. Isn't no, it? Gigi Allen. Right. You can trust your kid more with Gigi Allen than I you can go with that Ted far, But I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say that the the other reason that some of the songs and artists... Yeah don't age well is that some of these older artists especially that are boomers are coming out with these outrageous transphobic and homophobic statements Mm -hmm. or or just generally are on record as not being supportive of the lgbtq Mm -hmm. uh community see and the thing is they don't have to come out outright and say they support them but don't talk shit right Mm -hmm. about them yeah just just if you don't have something good to say, shut the fuck up. I was up. talking because, like, because let, like, let's say we're in the era of receipts, so right. they can do yeah. all the preaching all they want. But guess what? This isn't the '60s anymore. This ain't the '70s. We could actually look up the shit that well, you've done. That's they, right. And yeah. they cried cancel. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody called me out on somebody something the other day, and I said, mm. "Really? Because I have the paper trail, and here it is." Yeah. And I, I played him back all the messages and everything. And I said, "Do you see anything in here where I said anything even remotely related to what you're saying or intended it in any yeah. way?" And the answer was no. You're just you're gaslighting me, and I'm not having it. Mm-hmm. So, the other the other guy who just this is not. Music, it's uh, it's television, but Robert Beltran, who played uh, Chakotay on um, Star Trek Voyager, mm-hmm. recently had an, an incident where he could have softly walked back a transphobic and comment. Hom- homophobic comment, yeah. mm-hmm. and instead he doubled down. I'm just like, what are you doing? Do you want to work again? Do you understand Jesus that Christ. Star Trek is exploding at 25 and under? Well, that, it's literally going crazy, yeah. and you have just ensured that you're not going to be invited to another yeah. Star Trek conference. Well, that and also Star Trek has always been known by its fandom to be one of the most inclusive and diverse shows. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. From Jump, they had an it, which was unheard of at the time in the 60s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had Asian. A black woman, mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck Spock was. <laughs> no, but they had a diverse cast. An alien and, I, and a Russian yeah. Yeah. on the and, bridge. No, I heard right. he used and, to take his during, time. During the Cold War, yeah. too? Yeah, yeah, a Russian. No, he took his time. Yeah. 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 And also you had like the first interracial kiss first between interracial. Um, Dude, um, William she, Shatner that, that, and uh, N- Michelle Nichols. Oh, I was about to say, that woman only had green makeup on. She wasn't really I, green. I, I do want to say, though, if you've seen that episode... They were being uh, they were being controlled by an alien to have that kiss, but mm. they still had the kiss. But they and, still had and the her yeah. last word before their lips met was, "I am not afraid." It was oh, it was wow. really mm. a a powerful scene, yeah. but they were being controlled. Mm. And one of the characters in that scene who was also being controlled was the little person who played Miguelito Lovelace on uh, the Wild Wild West. No, okay. First of all, I heard her words right before the kiss was, "Motherfucker, you need a breath, man." <laughs> 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 Nigga with your bourbon breath. <laughs> like, no, but you're, you're not fooling anyone with that girdle. Jim, <laughs> Jim, I want to reiterate no tongue. Uh, uh. No, so, but anyway, 
Uh, so it was. It's been a diverse show, and it's been like inclusive for forever. I mean, they were they had a Starfleet captain that was black. What was mm. it uh, Cisco. Cisco? Benjamin Cisco. Yeah, Cisco, yeah. yeah Benjamin Cisco. They they've had Avery Brooks. They've had mm. all. They've had same sex relationships on the show. They've done all yeah. of it. Mm. Well, so, and uh, so one of my cats is called Dax, and he's named after a, a symbiont, mm. which is inhabits. Um, multiple people over the arc of uh, Star Trek, including Deep Space Nine. And he, Terry Farrell plays his character most of the time. He went uh, to geek level 10, but go ahead. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm so sorry. But anyway, um, at, at one point she becomes ill. She dies, his host dies, and the symbiont is transferred to a male. Wow. And so there's all this conflict about how that relationship works mm. they handled it beautifully quick Sorry side oh no you're good uh, they got a quick cat si- that transitioned Wait, Go. quick si- <laughs> quick side note though like uh-huh. i can't help but every time i see terry farrell uh, farrell i see her as jacks so remember when we showed on the show becker with ted yeah Jensen? yeah yes yeah. even though she wasn't in makeup yeah. and everything I can still see the ridges. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's the one with the ridges on her nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, got yeah. married to Wharf and everything. Yeah. So yeah. Dude, but a lot yeah. of people came up about that show. Oh no, no, she yeah. had the spots on the side of her head. Yeah. I could have sworn she had the ridges too. No, no, no that no, was no. Nana. No, that was visitor. the other woman. Yeah. Either way, I saw that was her a, makeup. Was yeah. that a security person the one with the ridges on her nose? She was like security. Nana visitor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But she yeah. played Major Kira. Sorry. Sorry. So I'm the Star Trek. Just let me know. Star Trek. You know, encyclopedia. All right. <laughs> anyway, to refocus, mm. but I know what you say with that because just like when I saw um, uh, Orange is the New Black for the first time, mm. when I finally recognized, I said, "Oh shit, that's oh, Captain Janeway, oh, Kate Mulgrew, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Big Red." Yep. So anyway, going back to what we were talking about, it's not only just underage things. There's other mm. lyrics. I want to take a quick break, and there's one in particular I want to touch on mm-hmm. that when I heard it, I was like, "That's fucked up." Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. Dude, I know we're running a little long, but this mm-hmm. topic is just so fucking... I knew it was going to be something that we all... Because uh, mm-hmm. not for nothing, all three of us here appreciate music mm-hmm. uh, in our own way. And to, to hear some songs that say some shit, especially some bands that when you... Uh, what do you call it? What I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. When There's some bands where you listen and you've heard their songs and you mm-hmm. might even appreciate them. And then when you hear something from them, you're like, oh, damn. It kind of like bursts your bubble. Mm. Uh, Guns N' Roses. I grew up kind of a metalhead in the 80s, early 90s. Mm. I went to school with 98% black kids, and I was like one of the only few metalheads mm. in there. So I used to listen to GNR. Uh, and there was a song they had called One in a Million. Bro, I never really listened to the song. I heard the song, but I never really listened to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know the difference. Uh, there's when you hear a song, you just listen to it. Like you said, you bop to the beat mm-hmm. and uh, you don't really pay attention to the lyrics. But then there's sometimes when you hear you, you, when you listen to it, you look at the lyrics and you go, Oh, damn. Yeah. So in Guns N' Roses, one in a million, this, the very second verse, he says, Police and N word. That's right. Gotta get out of my way. I don't need to buy none of your gold chains today. Now, don't need no bracelets clamped in front of my back. I just need my ticket. Then I won't 
oh, sorry. Till then, won't you cut me some slack? So he dropped the hard R. Mm-hmm. Go past the first uh, chorus, get to the second verse. Immigrants and F word derogatory for homosexuals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They make no sense to me. They come to our country and think they'll do as they please. Like start some mini tran, no, sorry, start some mini Iran or spread some fucking disease. And they talk so many goddamn ways, it's all Greek to me. Mm-hmm. Who is this? Guns N' Roses. Yep. Song called wow. One in a Million. Jesus Christ. They're one in a million. Yeah. Right. You, he, is it? Is it, it yeah. And I've heard their songs, but I've never really heard this one. And then I'm like, holy shit. And then it's like, radicals and racists don't point your finger at me. I'm a small town white boy just trying to make ends meet. Don't need your religion. Don't watch that much TV. Just making my living, baby. Well, that's enough for me. It's not as a harsh a stance as he took on immigrants and, and yeah. gays. I was, just, and, I was just about to say, like, uh, radicals and racists don't your, on your fingers at me. It's like, motherfucker, you're one of them racists. Yeah. You just yeah. dropped two hard R's, an F-bomb. <laughs> And you're going to say, oh, I'm not the enemy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, this honestly is on brand for Axel Rose because he's always been a scummy person. Yeah. Like, yeah. From, yeah. like, you know, from, like, the uh, backstage drama between the band to him drop kicking fans in the audience. Oh, like, dude. literally. Drop you're, you're not going to. Metallica, Meta- not- Metallica said a story about that, how he almost got them killed. Oh, wow. wow. Because he refused to come on stage. So they were all on the stage performing. And when they announced that they weren't going to come on, the mm-hmm. fucking crowd went crazy. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, don't that, fuck with the crowd with their money. They paid like so much money for their so, tickets. So here's $300 to go see somebody. And then the singer's like, oh, I'm not going out tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's something truly bizarre yeah. about Axl Rose. He has... Did he exist? He has the um, widest vocal range of any rock singer ever recorded. I mean, I can believe that. I can't believe that at all. I hear all these other singers like Steve Walsh from Kansas and all these other... Nope. No. No, and I, I, I recently did an analysis because I was having an argument with someone. I wanted to back it up with data, mm-hmm. of course. Right. And I thought... The dude from Star Trek? Axel fucking Rose? Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know who I think would have been? He was like the first rock star to get into like Broadway was uh, Sebastian Bach. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wasn't yeah. he on um, Jesus... Phantom Jesus. of the Opera. Well, and also... G- um, Jesus Christ the, Superstar? Su- Jesus Christ Superstar. And uh, the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, uh, Joseph and the Joseph, Amazing Technicolor yeah. Dreamcoat. But yeah, yeah. I know the first the, one he was on was Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Super he was also on Gilmore Girls, too. <laughs> Superstar. Oh, wow. Range. I'm saying. I think Superstar and, and Dreamcoat yeah. are going to be rebooted until somebody puts a bullet in my head. I'm going to show my, my rainbows a little bit here. You know what's one that should be remade and it's fucking amazing? I think Hugh Jackman should do it. Mm. Hair. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Hair, yeah. Long, beautiful hair. Well, well, he wouldn't play the main character, though, right? Because the main no, character was supposed to be like, he was supposed yeah. to be like an 18-year-old. It's supposed to be a kid going into the right. uh, nom, into the draft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. the movie adaptation had oh, yeah. Treat Williams. Treat Williams in yep. the lead. Yeah. And uh, Beverly D'Angelo. That's yep. where that yeah. song comes from, from uh, 40 Year Old Virgin. Oh, Age of Aquarius. This is, is the, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Dude, like, yeah. Treat Williams looked different in that movie. He sure did. Because okay. I just remember him from, like, Everwood and the Substitute movies. Yeah. <laughs> By <laughs> the way, over for Tom Berenger. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to have a. Um, actors with the the best range, yeah. Because oh, Tree Williams really has amazing. Oh, no, totally. Yeah. That dude that you brought up from Star Trek, though, mm-hmm. 
it reminded me he's in one of the most for me one of mm-hmm. the most comically underrated horror movies ever mm-hmm. night of the comet Robert Beltran is in yeah, Night of the yeah, Comet? Yeah, oh, my, now yeah, I got to see it, yeah, which pisses yeah. me off because I don't want to see anything he's done. So, hey, one music thing that I wanted to... No, go ahead. We'll get back on topic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so back on topic. I'm a boomer, so like, what? literally every one of my contemporaries is a massive Grateful Dead fan, and mm. I have always thought... Why? They were the fish of your time. I, they were. They <laughs> well, were totally. They, no, yeah. no, they, they and totally I mean, influenced fish. Oh, yeah. 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 Fish, fish yeah. is basically. The millennial uh, grateful yeah, guy. I yeah. Went to, I went to actually uh, sp- help sponsor the website for a concert, mm-hmm. um, which was a, uh, a scam done by Mimi Fishman mm-hmm. um, called the Concert for Glaucoma. Uh-huh. And they held it at Red Rocks Amphitheater <laughs> in Colorado, <laughs> and 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 it really was just an excuse for a bunch of people to get together and listen to Fish Eggs yeah. and get high. So Fish Eggs are are bands that are inspired by fish. But yeah. Mimi Fishman, who's the fish's mommy, yeah. was uh, was the sponsor of the concert. It was mm-hmm. great. I got backstage passes <laughs> and stuff. Um, uh, as soon as I would have heard yeah. concert for glaucoma, I said, ah, pot. See, yeah. Yeah. Literally <laughs> from the parking lot to our seats and back, it's, we were offered every kind of pipe and weed you can imagine. But you know what I heard? Yeah. I heard you could tell you had a Grateful Dead or Fish concert when there's somebody selling grilled cheese sandwiches in the parking lot. Right. <laughs> but you know what? I'm just reminded, uh, Fish, I remember they did a, a guest spot on Simpsons when Homer got... Um, was started using medicinal marijuana, and so they had a fish concert to um, promote, like you know, the legalization of marijuana. Yeah. But they were so high that they forgot that to vote. So by the time the concert no. was over, the uh, what's it called, the banning of uh, marijuana was legalized. Wait, was it was is that the Simpsons or was that in uh, on Family Guy? Because no, Family, family guy, guy was a different one. Yeah, Family yeah. Guy. Um, uh, Lo- Lois and uh, Peter. Yeah. Thought they were no, no, rock no. stars. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But Brian tried to get it legalized, but everybody got so high they forgot to vote. Oh, no, okay. they sold that from I didn't, Simpsons. I didn't see yeah, that. like okay. a lot of things. No, they but did. yeah, no, yeah. you're right. They were singing and they they thought they were singing all eloquently. Then Chris plays in the video. Anyway, okay. All right, so back to back to the Grateful Dead. So all of my contemporaries are are big Grateful Dead fans. I've never understood it. So they're deadheads because they're high. Yeah, and and I know I know people who are now like doctors and lawyers. Yeah. Who spent like a year after college, like in between their uh, doctor, Dude, not for whatever. Most of their fans are like affluent people. Yeah, well, yeah no, they're all they, like you know MIT graduates yeah, yeah. and everything. I only know one song by them, and that was because it was in the eighties. And Touch of Grey. Yeah, Touch I of Grey. will get by. Yeah. It's a nice song, though. All right, so <laughs> how about this? This is one of their songs. It's called. Good morning, little schoolgirl. Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, okay. I, you now, can... <laughs> listen, this is one of the verses. Okay. I won't bore you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Baby, want to ball you all night long. Yes, I do, child. <laughs> I won't bore you, okay. darling. Jesus yeah. Christ. All right, fucking day man. Or fucking night man. Are you nightman. kidding me? <laughs> are you absolutely kidding me? That just okay, blows so my is this, is I, this... think, I think Nightman yeah. is a little bit more pedophilic sounding than that song. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Honestly, is is this like a so is this like a federal mandate for like um, classic rock from like sixties and seventies in to order to have f- at least one pedophilic, pedophilic song, song? So that yeah. way you're certified. So. Yeah. Like you get like, like the, you, later you, later on it says, "Don't tell your parents we ain't doing nothing wrong." Ooh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. no, it's it's fully yeah. I actually Grateful Dead, ladies wow. and gentlemen. There you but go. I guess one of them is sexy and seventeen by the Stray Cats that I yeah. want to mention. Yeah. 
they were singing it from the point of view of mm. a teenage boy, but you're not. You're a grown ass man, right? You know, yeah. and that's yeah. a lot. That's true of a lot of these. But Jay, you were talking about. AJ number to number, but there was another song you wanted to talk about. Yeah, so two songs actually. Um, but two songs. Nobody wants to go there. Two songs, but anyway. Um, so it's actually it's two songs, but they share the same um, subject matter. However, yeah. they go in very different paths. So the first song is like before he uh, before he cheats by Carrie Underwood. Yeah, American Idol. Yeah, yeah. It was a big hit. You know, like um, at first, it's a uh, tale of revenge of a of a spurned lover and everything. Bro, I hosted karaoke when that's came out Jesus oh ev- was was every everyone oh, like singing yeah. that song yeah drunker that, than the bo- one both after oh god that one earl mm-hmm. and there's one other one something about a shotgun or something it was another revenge girl song. Yeah. yeah but um but so like yeah so at first it's like yeah the ultimate revenge tale and everything she's right. getting back at her cheating lover but when you look at the lyrics like i mean talking about looking at the lyrics it's way more dark it, so it starts out with right now he's probably so dancing with a bleach blonde tramp and she's probably getting frisky right now he's probably buying her some fruity little drink p- because she can't shoot whiskey right now she, he's probably behind her with a pull stick showing her how to shoot a combo and so right there that actually sounds like paranoia right there yeah probably sounds like but is it happening though and it sounds like codependence to me it really does and honestly the song really is sounds like toxic codependency it is and it also very stalkery it is i mean there's a song there's a lot more stalkery than that one but i'll get into that when you're done yeah and you know and then she talks about like you know dug the key in the side of his souped up four-wheel drive uh carved my name to his leather seats took a louisville slugger to both headlights so she's talking about like damage of of property so committing a felony committing a felony yeah because he won't be with her right nah. either that or she thinks he's with another woman well because he cheated yeah. yeah yeah yeah. and the lyric that they left out about her uh doing an upper decker in his mama's house <laughs> <laughs> you know what an upper decker is right? what's that is when you take a shit inside the toilet tank good god <laughs> so that way every time they flush it still smells right. like shit. yeah and that was a hit song <laughs> but it it was it, and but it it is such a very toxic and dangerous song oh, dude. because yeah. it's uh it's basically um telling people like you can get away with this shit if they cheated on you or supposedly because oh, yeah. it's not really confirmed that he's an ex or actual her boyfriend it it kind of reminds You're me right yeah because yeah. you know what it reminds me of remember that one character again orange is the new black um right. I forgot her name. She was the brunette. She was obsessed with the Twilight movie. I think she was in prison for aggravated uh, stalking. I know who you're talking about. I just can't remember her name either. It, yeah. It's it remind that character reminded me of that song. Yeah, because she had like a very like in her own world an idea of like what how what the relationship was, and it was very different from the reality. Yeah, you know, and along those lines of stalkery type songs. Yeah, the police. Yeah. The police where the lyrics didn't age well, where he goes, uh, mm-hmm. every breath you... I always told you, it's how it depends how you sing it. Yeah. You sing it like Sting, it sounds great, but if you yeah. sing it like, every breath you take, yeah. every move you make, yeah. I'll be watching, watching, watching you. Yeah. You know what's funny is that, <laughs> honestly, Diddy and Faith Evans' cover of that song is actually a lot more wholesome if you think about it. Yeah. Because it's... It's, a talking di- about, it's talking about Biggie. Big, Biggie, yeah. yeah. So Biggie, he physically he's gone, but his spirit lies within right. us. But, no, but there the changes that they said i'll be missing you i'll be yeah Yeah. so everything i do 
yeah. I'm still going to be missing you. Right. Whereas Sting goes, I'll be watching you. Yeah. Which is funny because they're a very polarizing group, even in their lyrics, because they mm -hmm. have that one. Then they have the one that Mr. Han, you mentioned before we started, was uh, Don't Stand So Close to Me, yeah. which is about a teacher trying to prevent a underage girl from being getting too close to him. Yeah. But then there's also the one where it's kind of stalkery where he goes, I can't stand losing you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't stand losing. I can't, yeah. I can't stand losing you. It's like, dude, make <laughs> yeah. up your mind. Right. You know? yeah. So, so the other song that yeah. I see as like the counterpart uh, to before he cheats is, yeah. do you remember uh, Blue Cantrell? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, hit him up style. So that is also dealing with a, um, a cheating lover. Yeah. But the difference is, is that it's confirmed that he cheated on her. It's not like a probably, maybe. Wait, how's that one go? So while he was scheming, I was beaming in the beamer, just beaming. Can't believe I caught my man cheating. So I found another way to make him pay for uh, for it all. Oh, okay. So I went to Neiman Marcus and went on a shopping spree. And on the way, I grabbed Soleil and Mia as the cash box rang. So it's like, so it's like, um, mm -hmm. it's like the female version of Orange Juice Jones. Yes, Standing I caught in the rain. you walking in the rain. You so holding hands so honestly, uh, this song, uh, this song's a banger yeah. and everything. And um, Blue Cantrell totally underrated. Like I honestly felt like she was like the new uh, Billie Holiday and everything. Just that soulful vibe yeah. but this song actually is a way more for lack of a better word a more positive way of getting revenge so instead of committing like you know um public destruction and all that she came up with like the best revenge um plot hit him where it hurts His the wallet. wallet yeah and so it's like she didn't do anything illegal she yeah. was like okay you're gonna do me like that i'm gonna do you like this i'm gonna spend your money so yeah. and honestly you can replace a car but as far as finances, it's like what Joe Exotic said. I am never going to recover from this financially. So, um, but yeah, so with uh, that song was like a more like, um, that I felt more girl power vibe from Blue Cantrell and everything, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, it seems like a lot of country songs, they go to that revenge point um, with the women mm -hmm. a lot of times because a lot of big hits. One song that sounds like it's a cutesy song is the one by uh, the Chicks mm -hmm. when they used to be called the Dixie Chicks. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Goodbye, Earl. Yeah. In the song, they're literally talking about plotting killing their friend's husband Yeah. by poisoning him to death. Yeah. And and that's okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're singing it happy. Right. Know, that's because Earl had to die. Na, 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 na. Y'all, na, na, na. Right. He just murdered her, man. And now you're na, na, na. Well, to be fair, he was a dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, well, yeah, he, well he here's was. the thing. I look at that song back then and everything. I mean, like, now looking back at that song and everything. And yeah, yeah it's, it, it is a very dark song. It's a happy, upbeat, REM very, style song yeah. about murdering someone. There's but, like, but the thing is, was like, he was abusive towards yeah. her and also this is in the south fucking abusive uh, abusive husbands get away with a lot but, of shit well you know who's the queen of uh revenge men songs mm. miranda lambert yeah the one i was thinking about when i said i hosted carrie there was a third song it's called gunpowder and lead yeah that yeah. one they talk they used to love singing that one because it talks about getting revenge on a, a male abuser yeah but then there's also she has mama's broken heart mm. kerosene something bad 
<laughs> she's like the queen of revenge. Oh, and right. on her new album, Upper Decker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. You know, if you invite Mr. Handy House, you better check your... <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not keep shaming. I'm keep asking why. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was telling that to my girlfriend the other day. We were yeah. talking about like these kinks. Because we... Okay. We started watching uh, My Strange Addiction. Yeah. And they were, they, it got us into conversation talking about people's kinks. And I'm sitting there going... I don't kink shame, but why? <laughs> I just want to know You're why. You keep asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like I'm not shaming you. I'm going. I'm not going. Nah, motherfucker. I'm going. Okay, why? <laughs> just, just why? But like, do, you, do you really want to ask why though? Like, like are you ready to go down that rabbit hole? <laughs> like we, we were watching that movie that I told you about. Um, it was another uh, Argento horror movie, mm-hmm. and in it, the guy has a dream where this girl. Is stomping him with red heels. She's all in white. She's stomping him with red heels and sticking it in his mouth. I go, there's some dude getting off right now to this. Mm. <laughs> and, she, and she goes, yep. I go, I understand. No, I said, I don't understand. I said, I don't shame, but why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Like, like, was it American Dad with a boss likes to get his junk stomped by heels? Yeah, yeah. Okay, why? Why? And, <laughs> and it's Patrick Stewart. Yeah. yeah. So, double. Uh, make why? It, make it so. But like, there's a, <laughs> so there's a why and there's a, oh, no, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is best friends with uh, Sir Liam McKellen. So. Mm. Yes. Sir Ian McKellen. Dude, they, they, they be kissing. They're, they're, Honestly, why they, they are heterosexual life mates. Oh, well, okay. Well, not heterosexual. Half hetero. <laughs> oh. But honestly, I wish they were a couple because they're so adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, go on. Side note real quick. Watch yeah. the video of Patrick Stewart being explained why how his wife explained to him that he's not circumcised. <laughs> uh, it's fucking hilarious. Right. Anyway, uh, of course, on Graham's on Graham's On Graham Graham Norton, Norton show. Yeah. That was hysterical. Right. Right. Anyway, so getting way back off track yeah. and back on topic. Yeah. So we were talking about songs that the lyrics didn't age well. Mm. I brought a couple. There was one I think that Mr. Ham wanted to discuss too, because we got it. We're starting to wrap up here. Mm-hmm. There was another one you mentioned, but you said the Beatles, but there was an oh the Grateful Dead. That was the other one, huh? No, no, I got one more. Hang oh, on. Okay, mm-hmm. I just gotta find it. Right, right, right. Oh, we were going to talk about um, uh, Brown Sugar. By Brown the, Sugar, that's another one by the Stones, bro. Oh my gosh. All, all these classic bands that people are like, oh my God, they're so iconic. Yeah, listen to their lyrics. Yep. <laughs> you know how many kids I've seen wearing Rolling Stone shirts they bought at Walmart? I have no idea. No idea. Oh, no. What they, no. Yeah. they just and, see the aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I so in my vocalist research the other day, yeah. I, ca- I came across a number of top 100 lists and, and Mick Jagger's on like all of them. I'm going like, why? You know, it's like I listen to the body of his work over the course of time, and I just don't think he's a very compelling vocalist. He's a good storyteller, and in the case of, uh, I think in the case of Brown Sugar, the story he's telling should probably be folded up neatly and put in the fireplace, because damn, that there's nobody that wants to hear that today. I'm saying, yep. You know what's funny? Like, just to compare him to somebody of today, uh, comparing Guns N' Roses and the Rolling Stones, say to Eminem, mm-hmm. I know he's not your favorite comedian, Jay, mm-hmm. uh, but Carlos Mencia made a great point when he said that people talk shit about Eminem, but mm-hmm. one thing he won't ever do is say the N-word. See, that's why I noticed that. when I, After I heard that bit from Mencia, I yeah. look back, I'm like, 
Yeah. yeah. He never dropped the the N-word. He'll talk about beating up his mom, how uh, she's a drug addict. Or kill, like or like killing his, his ex-wife, ex-wife putting yeah. her in the trunk of his car. He goes, say the N-word. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, because he knows he knows where he knows his audience. He knows his audience. Well, yeah. I mean, like, well, his audience are like mostly like suburban white kids. However, however, no, but he's also one of the most well-respected rappers. He's one of the most everywhere. well-respected, well-respected. Um, hood, I mean, like, um, not a lot of folks like in the hood listen to him though. Yeah. However, that's where he got his. Um, that's where his um, yeah. lyric, his like artistry is from. Yeah, but how yeah. many how many of the motherfuckers will, will fuck with him? Come on. Every no, rapper well, that's tried to come at him mm, has lost. Mm. Oh, you mean Moby? <laughs> no, no. I said rapper. What's <laughs> been, wow. Moby's no, a they, rapper? No, Moby and uh, Eminem have like a uh, this weird little white boy bitch slap fight thing going okay, on. Okay, it's just the most one-sided rappers. thing ever. Moby yeah. tried to come at him and then Eminem stomped him. And Eminem looked at him and went, Oh, I do want to say, Eminem, there's Uh, something amazing about Eminem that I think... That he hates Trump? I love mm, that, too. That we are overlooking, and that is that, yes, I think his fan base from a Mm. uh, music perspective is largely Caucasian, but the people that are uh, collaborating with him in producing music and him as a producer... All over the spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see, my thing is with him, he he knows he knows. Like you said, Jay, mm-hmm. maybe it's white kids that are bi because they can relate looking at him. Yeah. But when he he even wrote about it, remember mm-hmm. the song "White America"? Yeah, yeah. He's like, "White America, I could be one of your kids." Mm-hmm. But he knows it. Yeah, oh, yeah. But my thing is, he went so he goes so hard that he made a motherfucker change music genres. Oh, uh, what's his face? Machine, uh, Machine Gun, Gun Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. yeah, he stopped calling well, himself Machine Gun Kelly. Now well, it's just was it MKG? Well, Machine Gun Kelly was whack in the first place. Oh, he was. So like he so Eminem did us a service by kicking him out yeah. of rap. Oh no, no, you know? Justin Bieber's a better rapper than Machine Gun Kelly. Right. <laughs> there, um, there was like one rapper that was actually, um, I would say like the uh, the Shang Chi to. Uh, mm. To Eminem's Iron Fist, and that was a uh, Royce to five nine. They did beef a little and everything, yeah. and like you know, Royce held up, uh, held on to his own and everything against him. The only other uh, Caucasian rapper I can say that is decent, but he's really underground, and a lot of people don't talk about him is NF. Yeah, he's really good, but he's also very almost Christiany. So yeah, you gotta watch out for him. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, anyway, yeah, Brown Sugar. Yeah, if you look at the lyrics, uh, how could you? How could we put it delicately to just kind of sum up that song? He talked about importing a black girl. Yikes! Yeah, let's just wow. put it that way. Brown, yeah. brown sugar, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm it's, just at, a, it's a plantation. I'm, yeah, yeah. Rape, I'm looking at the. I'm oh, looking at the, at the lyrics right now, and this is like, how is this not on the soundtrack to Twelve well, Years a Slave? I know. <laughs> he's he's objectifying and almost fetishizing a black woman. Yeah, yeah. that's what the song is about. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's almost like an object for him to desire, mm-hmm. not not a person. One of, one of the things, like, I, so I covered that song a lot, and and one of the uh, uh, one of the lyrics in the song is Scott, old slave, and know we're doing all right. You should have heard him just around midnight, and uh, you know Scott, old slaver. Wow. Reminding you that the Scottish were like the slavers in this country, probably as much as the Dutch or the or the English. The mm-hmm. Dutch, the German, the English. Yeah. 
Yeah. The only ones I think. Oh, and I'm Scottish, so yeah. that's particularly offensive that my heritage includes mm-hmm. that. That's one of the only. If you look at my DNA, it's all over the globe. Yeah. That's one of the only places it's not. But, you know how many? You know how many caucus countries are in my uh, DNA? What? Wait. What countries? Cock. <laughs> anyway, but honestly, <laughs> you, honestly ah, yeah, you, it's pronounced cock. You, yeah. you, you thought I said cock Call back. Yeah. You thought I said cock and ass. But anyway, honestly, like looking at this song and everything, again, yeah. it's on brand for the Stones because they're all creeps. Every one of them, especially Bill Wyman. Remember, Bill Wyman was um, yeah. married to an eighteen-year-old, but yeah. started grooming her when she was fourteen. Yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. So you talk about when Mick Jagger at sixty-something married Jerry Hall in her twenties? That that was wrong. I'm saying, <laughs> oh, okay. but no, like, but uh, but no. Remember uh, Bill Wyman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, the drummer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what's you know what's fucked up is that I think Mandy Smith's mom. But like, in his got defense. Ma- oh boy. Nobody ever really remembers the drummer. Right. <laughs> Unless your name is Tommy Lee. Yeah. Well, it's because it's Big Dong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You were saying her mother what? Oh, yeah. Her mother, like, I believe, uh, married his son. What? Yeah. That is the most Alabama shit I ever heard, bro. Oh, you know what's the fucked and up? And they're English. Yeah. You know what's the fucked up part about Wyman? He tried to defend himself saying, like, well, Picasso was 60, and he married his wife when she was 30. I was like, yeah, nigga, when she was 30. <laughs> <laughs> you just and, said it. And I want to point out, the English have Alabama in the fucking crown. Yeah, I know. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like you. I, I don't see how anybody in the royal family could say, anything oh, to, to somebody from that's, Bleecker Street that, who marries their cousin. That's why right. they, you know, they fucking like, all pissed off because they, Prince Harry married a black girl. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And yeah. I've been I've been uh, binging Suits. So oh, Meghan God. Markle all day long. Bro, mm. <laughs> yeah. That, what about that family? We got to talk about this one day. That, yeah. What about that Spaniard royal family? They got so fucked up they couldn't even breed no more. They were so inbred. Oh yeah. Ooh. They had all fucked up jaws and everything oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Noses. yeah. Royalty! <laughs> <laughs> Blue blood. That's why it's funny when people talk about now these these right wingers who go, yeah. "Oh, I don't take that vaccine because I'm a pure blood." So your parents are related. <laughs> That's what they mean by pure blood. Keep it in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, a, a blue blood. Oh, you mean your blood no longer oxygenates because your right. lungs are deformed? Bro. Somebody called Vivian. Somebody called Vivian Thomas. I Dude, think. Okay. Speaking of that, and we're going to talk about this one day uh, about the family in the Appalachians. In yeah. the Appalachians, they yeah. were blue. Mm-hmm. They literally turned blue because they were so inbred. Yeah. Oh my Yikes. God. Yeah. Anyway. So, music. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a song about that. So, out there too. I think, uh, you know, I don't know where we are in the process. We're getting ready to wind down. Yeah. But yeah. I want to point out that um, some of this music, and I think, um, honestly, I don't know how Brown Sugar ever got released because there's nothing in it that's redeeming at all. Right. It mm-hmm. is so completely offensive from the get go. I'm just like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. A lot of these songs. From and, yeah. and I mean, it literally came out just before or in the middle of the U.S. middle rights yeah. um, and, or civil rights uh, mm-hmm. movement. And it was wildly popular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't understand no, that one. Either. But a mm-hmm. lot of these other songs, they were they were really meant, as, as Gus pointed out earlier, to be like a young man singing to a young girl. So even to this day, if you pull out I saw her standing there as a 17-year-old boy singing to a, a, a 17-year-old person of desire. 
it's it's it, it, may, it makes sense no but it doesn't he, make sense for paul mccartney yeah. at 80 years old mm-hmm. bro, to get on stage it's not only sing. that he didn't write that song when he was 16 though no yeah. that's exactly he right. was a 20 something year old man when he wrote yes, that song yes and that other dude gary what's his face yes. he was already in his 30s talking about young girl I, get out of my I, mind I, he's I, literally I, in the lyrics saying yeah. it's wrong yeah i i just i do want to add my personal disclaimer that in no way do I endorse this behavior. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's this thing is like a, it, my my idea of this when I came up with it and I was sitting in the car was we should probably start listening to mm-hmm. our music and not just hearing our yeah. music. I mean, I don't know. That's just me. That's my that's my thought about mm-hmm. it. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to end it on this uh, PSA. Um, folks, before you yell out in the club that this song is your jam, you might want to read the lyrics first because when you when you say this is your jam, you're basically advocating for what they're singing about. Yeah. Yeah. This is my song. Yeah, this is my song. <laughs> oh, my God, this is my song. I'm so wasted. Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> read the lyrics. Mickey. Right? <laughs> read the lyrics, and if you would have yeah. them tattooed on your body, then maybe it is well, your Oh, hell, have fucking flashcards. <laughs> Study up. That's like I said. Yeah. Don't hear it. Listen to it. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Don't hear it. Listen, listen to it. Hey, real quick, though. The one you're talking about with Aaliyah. Yeah. Even in the song, don't they got a baby in it? Oh, no, that's another. Uh, are you talking about like, uh, like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was another song from the uh, Dr. Doolittle soundtrack. Oh, oh baby, yeah. Because even if it goes baby, baby girl, girl on the one. Yeah. Like, I don't know about that calling girls baby girl shit. That's, yeah, that's, another, that's like calling daddy. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, oh, that dude, is definitely whole thing. another topic. Yeah. I, I, I've never dated a girl that tried to call me daddy because I'd be yeah. like, cut that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> Have I dated girls with daddy issues? Some say. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> As Jay looks at me menacingly. <laughs> <laughs> that was your whole bread and butter back in the day. <laughs> anyway, but long story short, let's just end it here. Um Jay, I, you got any final words? That was that was it. All the right. PSA. <laughs> uh, real quickly, two things. Uh, we're recording this on National Suicide Awareness Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if you know somebody's uh, not feeling it, uh, support them. And if you're not feeling it, reach out to someone because there are people out there that love you. Amen. Yep. Yeah, thank you for that. And I did forget about that. And we have we have gotten away from including that. It was uh, Star 883. Mm-hmm. If you're having any problems or if you feel like there's no one that can that you know personally they can listen, there's always somebody who can hear you. They won't Mm. hear you. They'll listen to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with that being said, we want to thank you guys. And we appreciate you guys being here. Don't ever forget that. You always have a friend here at the Minorities Report. Mm -hmm. And as we come close tomorrow to also remembering 9-11, I was there. And I want to make sure that everybody never forgets. So from us at the Minorities Report, to end on a high note, we will see you. (laughs) 